0: I believe in Hashem, I trust in Hashem There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem Because I understand that it's holding the hand and every It's perfectly planned. planned. He's holding me me tight. tight. So I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. I want to start off with kind of quiz. There are three letters of a certain Hebrew word that if you change the Nakudis, it changes the meaning entirely. The three letters are Lamid, Mem, Hei, Lama. Lama means why. If you take the same three letters in the same order and you change the Nakudais to others, it's going to mean something else entirely. Anyone here can offer a guess which Hebrew word has the same letters, the same order? But other the Kudus, And it means something else entirely shvalamit Instead of a Kamatz lamed, And a Patach Mem Instead of a Kamatz Mem How do you read that? Lema The difference of Lama and Lama Is tremendous Lama means why Lama means for what? And the difference is when you ask why, it gets you nowhere. When you say Lema, it gets you somewhere. People are wondering why did this happen in Israel? Why did such a thing happen in Israel? Why, why, why? Especially we know that Hashem is Shohimer Yisrael. La Yonim Laishan. He doesn't slumber, he doesn't sleep. He's always watching. And it surely didn't happen because Hashem ignored it. Everything that happens in the world is only from Hashem. No one's stronger than Hashem. And whatever happens is from Hashem. It was, In fact, this was planned when the world was created. Every step of the whole world is planned by Hashem. So we may ask, why? And it makes sense to ask why. Because we are human beings and we feel sad. And the first thing you do when you feel sad, you say, why? But why gets us nowhere. They say, why is a crooked letter. Because it gets you nowhere. What should we say? For what purpose? And the Rebbe already answered this question. You see, the Arabs, the enemies, they make a war on two levels. One level is the people that they attack. But they're working on another level. The people that they attack, they can only reach, let's say, up to a thousand people who were involved. But they have a mind to scare millions of in around the world. To frighten them. That's their ultimate goal. Are we gonna help them achieve that goal? Are we gonna help them reach that goal? Are we gonna get scared like they want us to get? In previous years when things like this happened but should never happen again, you know what the Rebbe did? The Rebbe said we have to get stronger. That's the Lema. It's for a purpose we should get stronger than ever before. When it happened in the, in the 50s, in Hevraim, they killed out Rachman HaLetzlan, Yiddish boys, what did the Rebbe do? He sent a bunch of shluchim to Eretz Yisrael to strengthen them. And the same thing every single time. Whenever there's a down, it's to go up even higher. Israel is going to become so much stronger now, more than ever. And not because we have a strong army, not because we have intelligence, you have spies. You see, it didn't help. It's only Hashem. No one else besides Hashem is in charge. But Hashem wants to see us get strong. And that's that's our answer, not an answer to the why it happened. This is our response, this is what we do. We get stronger, and the Rebbe said only through Simcha. Because whenever there's a serious time, the only thing that can sweeten the judgment and make things better is Simcha. The Rebbe brought a story of the Alta Rebbe when he was standing on trial and they asked him 22 questions about Chasidus when it came to the last question it was very difficult to explain the Goyim so the Alter Rebbe gave a smile and they accepted it and the Rebbe said, you know why he smiled? you can give different reasons the Rebbe said, when you smile you get an extra bracha from Hashem it says so in Zohar the Rebbe brings the Zohar many times by smiling, by being b'simcha, you bring bracha so how do we respond, especially we're here in New York? Or everyone, wherever they are. They're not on the, are, uh, in the front, on the battlefront. We can help. When you learn Taida, and if you learn extra, you are giving the strength to yourself, to the Yitn in Israel, and the Yitn around the world especially children before bar mitzvah, They have a special power with their learning Torah. All the yitn have. So that's our response. Becoming stronger, more besimcha, and think, what can I do to add to their strength? And the more mitzvahs we do, the more Aves Yisrael, these things will make the difference. It's up to us. So what is our response? It gets stronger not become sad or depressed because then we're giving in to them chas we are doing what we got to do and we'll succeed and think words of positivity think betachin words because when you have betachin the betachin itself brings the bracha you know it says in Aserah Sadib to honor your parents and he tells you the reward yamecha you'll live long and what's the reward for having betachin? if a person has Batachen, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to have parnasa. you know what the reward is? he'll get parnasa. a person can't sit home and say I'm not going to do anything, I'll just have betachin Hashem doesn't want that Hashem Hashem will give you a bracha you have to do something and you do yours Hashem will do the rest and the bracha comes from Hashem here is a story I actually have a few small stories to show this point it was a chassid who came to the Tzemach tzaddik and complained that he has a family member who was very, very, very sick, that the doctors gave up hope. They didn't even know if he can live a few more days. And by the way, the Friedrich Rebbe said this, a doctor has no permission to predict how long a person is going to live. Doctor, even if it looks to him that from the eyes of medicine, of medical, a person can't live, you're not, he's not supposed to say so because who's in charge? Hashem. Hashem is in charge. He decides. A doctor should never, ever say that when a person's life is going to end. Only Hashem knows. Hashem can, can give the person many good years. Anyhow, he came to the Tzaymach asking for advice. What should I do? And the Tzaymach gave him something which is stronger than medicine a secret code that has five words he said to him Tracht gut Vet sein gut think good and it will be good he went home took him a few days till he got home and his son was well says what happened who cured him he said we don't know a miracle A few days ago, suddenly he opened his eyes. He started to breathe better. And now he's all well. He says, which day was that? And what hour? And he found that it was exactly when he left the Tzemach Tzedek's room. And he started to think good. As soon as he started to think good, good things happened. And it's actually a Misa that happened here on Eastern Parkway quite a number of years ago, there was a chassid who came to, from Israel to be with the Rebbe, to be by the Rebbe for a while. And he took an apartment on Eastern Parkway across the street from 770. It was Thursday afternoon, and he got a telegram. And these days they don't send telegrams, I don't think so. It's like, a uh, just like you have text and WhatsApp. It's a certain kind of message saying that his father in Israel just had a heart attack, al islam and is a very serious condition in Eretz Yisrael he's in the hospital and the Mamash in danger so the Chassid right away panicked and he wrote a letter to the Rebbe and he finished his letter writing Rebbe I'm so scared I didn't even know what to think and he brought the letter across the street Gave it to the secretary who brought it into the Rebbe. And a short time later, the secretary calls him up and tells him, Come, we have an answer for you. He comes to the office and they say, Here's the Rebbe's answer. Where he wrote, Rebbe, I don't know what to think. The Rebbe said to him, What do you mean you don't know what to think? Tracht gut ved gut. Think good and it will be good. Oh. That's what I got to do. So he started to think good. The next morning, gets another telegram. A miracle happened in the middle of the night. Father opened up his eyes. He started to breathe and he's feeling better and he's out of danger. Right away he wrote to the Rebbe and he wrote the details and what time it happened and the Rebbe wrote back to him, and what time did you start thinking good? What time was it? What time was it? Oh, it was exactly the time in America, was exactly the same time in Israel when the father woke up, when the father opened his eyes. The guy himself told the story. He said, what time did you start thinking good? And you see, it works. Because Betachen changes the reality even when things don't look possible, is there anything impossible for Hashem? And the reward of v'tachan is that you get the thing that you're hoping for. You know what it says in the Gemara? The Gemara says clearly that from every thought and every word you say, you are creating malachim. So if you're going to have good thoughts and good words coming from your mouth, you're creating loads of malachim, and they're going to lead you to a very good life. I'm sure you have heard of the Marashah. He's the one who says this. Anyhow, so I have one more story for you. This story happened in the times of the Balshamtav. Balsham tov was explaining his students what means Bitachim. And betachen means not that you're worried and worried and worried and hoping that your betachen is going to work. No. Betachen means you're relaxed. You feel like as if you already have what you need. You're not worried about your panasa as if you already have your paycheck. That's how relaxed you should be. The students didn't get it. Says, you know what? I'll take you on a trip And I'll show you, and you'll see what it means to experience real betachen. And he took them to some faraway town, stopped off at a a Jewish inn, comes inside, and the innkeeper gives them this big dining room, and he says, here, this is for you, enjoy. And they sat down, the vashent of with them, and the innkeeper... He realized this is the Baal Shem he sat down to listen, to be part of the Febrengen. In the middle of the Fabrangan, they noticed through the window, they saw a wagon pulling in, and someone gets out, dressed up like a servant, and takes a stick, and gently knocks on the window three times, and goes back into his wagon. And goes away. So Valscentiv said to the innkeeper, "Can you explain to us what this is all about?" He says, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's reminder number one. What do you mean? Well, today is the first of the month, and every month I need to pay the pirates a hundred rubles as rent. And he reminds me, "If I don't come right away, he gives me a second reminder. And then a third reminder, all on the same day. But after the third reminder, I must go and pay. OK? After a half hour, reminder number two comes, knocking on the window, and goes away. Valsente says, by the way, do you have the money? He says, no. No? So how do you expect to pay him? How? I'm running an inn. I have in my storage a lot of wheat. I can sell it. I did work. Now I'm waiting for Hashem's bracha. So that's where you're getting the money, but you have the... No, I don't have the money. But Hashem will take care of me. Hashem wants me to do work. I did it. But I know the bracha is coming from Hashem. But you don't even have a customer. I'm not worried. Let's for bring. And he's sitting there with a smile, not worried that the pirates is going to throw him out or anything. The third reminder came. The innkeeper puts on his coat with a smile and says, guys, I'm going to pay the pirates now. He says, oh, you got money? No. So what? I'm not worried. I know by the time I get there, Hashem will make sure I have the money. Gets into his horse and wagon and starts traveling on the road, the Mershentim said, can we follow you? Yeah. And three quarters of the way to the parrots, suddenly they see, a pu- coming from the opposite direction, there's another wagon that stopped, and a parr- another parrots gets out, and sees the innkeeper, He says, "Mashka, how you doing? So do you have enough wheat for me? I wanna buy some wheat, like I usually do. Yeah, I have wheat. How much do you need? Uh, about a hundred rubles worth. Okay, I I have, Barak Hashem. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the hundred rubles now, and I'll come and pick it up later. I see you're busy right now. No problem. And the pirate's left, and now the innkeeper has a hundred rubles in his pocket. And he says, the Valshentev says, We saw enough. You can go to the pirates and pay him the 100 rubles. And thank you very much for hosting us. And on the way back, the Valshentev says, Did anyone notice any worry on the face of the innkeeper when he was sitting in the Febrengen with us? No. The more betachen you have, said the Balcentev, the quicker you're bringing the bracha. Just rely on Hashem. Hashem is all-powerful. Hashem will take care of us. Hashem is holding our hand. He's holding us tight, and we're going to be all right. Hagut